RadioInfluence.com. The future is now. This is Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. A look inside the biggest and most controversial news stories you need to know now. One of the country's most relied upon law enforcement analysts, Vincent Hill. Good evening and welcome to Beyond the Badge. Of course, I am your host, Vincent Hill. Today is Tuesday. It's January the 8th. In two days, on January the 10th, I'll be blessed to have a birthday. I'll be (laughs) six years old. Yep, I hope you got that. I'll be (laughs) six years old on Thursday. God willing, if I can make it just two more days on this earth, I'll be (laughs) six years old. And I laugh, but I'm not laughing about making it on this earth because, as you know, at any given moment, we could be taken out of here. Uh, I'm coming to you from a very cold and rainy New York. Well, not too too cold, uh, but a very rainy New York City. Of course, I'm up here. Uh, I had to anchor Law and Crime, Law and Crime Network. I hope you got a chance to watch. If not, catch me next Tuesday. I'm in the anchor chair every Tuesday on Law and Crime. We got a lot of big cases that we're covering on the Law and Crime Network. We got a lot of big cases that we're going to cover in 2019. That's right, 2019. I tell you what, though, this past weekend, and I'll get to the heart of the show beyond the batch here in a minute, but this past weekend, I saw some great football. I'm sure as many of us did, there were some great wild card games, if you will. Uh, didn't turn out too good for one of the players in Dallas. He hurt his ankle. I don't know if you got a chance to watch it. Uh, it was a pretty graphic, gruesome thing, the way his ankle broke. And it was actually twisted backwards uh, after the break. So it was pretty gross. So it didn't go too well for him. If you're a Phillies fan, the Eagles, uh, you probably had a good weekend. You know, they beat Chicago 16-15. to You talk about a close game. Now, if you're a Chicago fan, more importantly, the Chicago kicker, who missed that field goal, which would have won the game for them with that field goal. Uh, yeah, you didn't have a good weekend. You know, I, I would not want to be the guy that could have won the game, but lost the game because I didn't make a field goal. But, you know, if you're a football fan, we're getting ever so closer to the big game, the Super Bowl, which is actually in my hometown, Atlanta, Georgia, this year, which I may actually just put my place on Airbnb and skip town because I know it's going to be crazy here. The traffic, or in Atlanta, I should say, the traffic is always, 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 always busy in Atlanta. So I can imagine when I think they said 200,000 people are estimated to come in town for the big game. I can only imagine what that traffic's going to be like. A lot of people will fly, but there will still be a lot of people driving into the city of Atlanta. I'm not looking forward to it. So like I said, I may put my place on Airbnb, skip town, go stay at my parents' house for a week um, or do something. I don't know what, but if I do stay in town, I will avoid downtown or anything around the stadium like the Black Plague. Trust me. So it's 2019. Uh, We're only eight days in, but on the fifth day of 2019, we're already at our first officer killed in the line of duty. Uh, that's not a good way to start the year. Only five days in, and we have 300 and whatever many more days left of this year that we already have a police officer 
that was killed in the line of duty out in uh, Provo Police Department out in Utah. He was actually shot and killed in Utah while attempting to arrest a wanted fugitive around 10 p.m. Uh, you know, I, I, I can't stress this enough, and I've said it countless times, countless times, countless times. When somebody doesn't want to go to jail, they will fight the police. They will assault the police. They will downright kill the police. And that's what happened here with this officer, Officer Joseph Shiners. He was only 29 years old. He had been with the department for three years, uh, survived by a wife and a young son. Now, that's not the way, of course, they wanted to start their year by losing their husband, their father, their provider. Uh, so if this is any indication of where we're going this year with police officers being killed in the line of duty. If we're already off to a quick start, in my opinion, that's a quick start, then we are in for a world of trouble. And that's why I always say nothing is routine in policing, which leads me to my next topic. Of course, you've heard about the um, Modesto, California officer that was shot and killed uh, the day after Christmas. Um, his name was Ronald Singh, and he was shot by what people are saying is an illegal immigrant. Uh, whether he was an illegal immigrant, legal immigrant, uh, black guy, white guy, I really don't care. At the end of the day, there was an officer shot and killed in the line of duty. Now, what I do care about is the fact that now this guy, uh, Gustavo Perez, has been given the opportunity by the court to get a mental health evaluation. A mental health evaluation to see if he's competent to stand trial. Well, that really pisses me off because what I just said a few minutes ago, when people don't want to go to jail, they will fight, assault, attempt to kill or kill the police. And that's the case here. This guy was fully aware of what he was doing. He was in all of his mental capacity, if you will. He knew exactly what he was doing because the traffic stop itself itself was a what people will say that I say people confuse with the three uh, words. I love you. It's more confused than that is routine traffic stop. No such thing. So he's pulled over by Officer Singh. Officer Singh suspects that there's DUI going on. He attempts to arrest him. He shoots Officer Singh and then he flees. He goes on the run for three days before he's found in a manhunt. Now, there are several other people that were arrested because of this um, that actually helped hide him for those three days. Uh, now, the debate out in California about a sanctuary city and sanctuary state has reheated because two of the individuals that helped hide him had been deported before for their felonies, but they're back in the states. Again, the shooter, uh, Gustavo, is reportedly an illegal immigrant that's here in this country illegally. Uh, but whether, again, whether he's here illegally, legally, I don't care whether his parents immigrated here 50 years ago and he's 
what, what do they call it, a dreamer or wh- whatever they call it. I don't care. What I do care about is he shot the police officer. What I do care about is four other individuals helped him hide that situation. Now, we can have that debate. Well, if he wasn't here in this country, he wouldn't have killed the officer. Hmm? That part is true. That part is definitely true. And if those other people were not in this country and they didn't migrate or sneak back into the United States, that they wouldn't have been able to help him cover up the crime of killing that officer. That part is true. But I think we have a much bigger issue than just a sanctuary city, a sanctuary state. Uh, This talk about immigration, which, listen, I'm a huge supporter of immigration. Don't get me wrong. We can't, as American citizens, go into Mexico and say, hey, I'm here. Uh, Don't worry about who I am. Don't worry about what I've done in my past. Don't worry about if I have a criminal history. I'm going to come here. I'm going to live in your country and you're going to pay for it. And I'm going to get a check every month and I'm going to live very cheap that you're going to pay for. We, We can't do that. Listen. I was born in Germany. I can't go to Germany and say, guess what? I'm here. I'm going to live here. You're going to pay for it. You're going to give me housing. You're going to pay for that. And I'm not going to do anything. It doesn't work that way. I believe in immigration and the fact that we can't just let anybody come in here. Ask yourself this, and I'll ask anybody on the left. I'll ask Nancy Pelosi. I'll ask Chuck Schumer, all of these people that are saying You know, it's racism if you talk about border security, even though Trump or even though Obama talked about it during his campaign and he was in support of border security in a wall. Now, all of a sudden, it's racism. But ask yourself this. Would you just leave your doors wide open to your house and say, hey, hey, stranger, you and you and your cousin right there and uh, your auntie and you and you. Yeah, y'all, y'all just come on in here. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done in your past. Y'all just come on in and make yourself at home. And anybody that wants to answer that question honestly will say, no, I wouldn't do that. Well, of course you wouldn't. And that's why we need border security. That's why we need to vet people coming into this country. But outside of my political talk, let's talk policing. Why is it okay for a judge to order this guy to have a mental health evaluation. A guy who had a previous DUI a few years ago who was suspected of DUI when he was pulled over before he shot Officer Singh. It has nothing to do with his mental health, nothing to do with whether he was in his right mind. The only argument you can say of him not being in his right mind is getting behind the wheel and driving intoxicated in the age of Uber and Lyft and hell, even taxis that have been around forever. That's the only thing you can say he was not in his right mind about. But the fact that A, he was intoxicated. B, he was armed with a gun. C, he had a previous DUI. D, he shot the officer. There is nothing in that scenario that says... Hey, maybe this guy is not competent mentally. He knew exactly what he was doing. He did not want to go to jail for that DUI. And to further prove that point, instead of manning up and turning himself in, he goes on the run 
for three days. He hides for three days in an attempt to get back to, guess where, Mexico. So you can't tell me that a person that does this, who not only kills the police officer, Officer Singh, then goes into hiding, goes on the run, knowing that the entire police department there and pretty much the entire country is looking for this guy. He goes on the run in an attempt to get back to Mexico. Now, thankfully, he didn't make it to the border. Now, had he made it to the border, he may very well have gotten right into Mexico with no problems. Or he may have taken a back way into Mexico, used a coyote, used one of the tunnels, used one of those dark trails. You know, those dark trails where people say, oh, we don't need border patrol. Oh, we don't need ice. We don't need this. Well, had that been the issue, had that been the case, this guy could have easily gotten back into Mexico and we never would have seen him. We never would have seen him. Good luck finding, and this isn't a racist statement, but good luck finding a Mexican guy that looks a lot like a lot of other Mexican guys in Mexico. (laughs) It's dang near impossible to do it. He would have gotten into Mexico. We never would have seen him. This officer's family, Officer Singh's family, would not have had justice. And this guy would have been going on for 20 or 30 years about his business after killing a cop. Not because he's mentally incompetent. No, 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 no. Simply because he didn't want to go to jail. That's all it had to do with. So uh, the other day, they had the funeral for... Officer Singh out in California. Uh, Of course, he was called an American hero. Now, here's the irony in this whole story of Officer Singh. Now, he migrated to this country years ago, him and his family, but they did it legally. And he took up a profession that doesn't get much respect at all, but it's a profession that would still go out and protect and serve the exact person who shot and killed him. So if he can come here legally to do a job that puts his life online every day, why is the person that shot him getting more rights than him? Who said that this guy had to have a mental health evaluation? Nobody said that besides the judge. It's not a law that says, oh, well, if someone shoots a police officer, they have to have a a mental health evaluation. No. That's not true. It is not the law. It's not the law. It's not even precedence. So why does this guy, again, who shot a police officer, have more rights than the police officer? Because let's just say for argument's sake that there is some shrink that says, oh, yeah, he, he he's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. He shouldn't stand trial. Then what? Then where's the justice for Officer Singh and his family? He won't get any. Because this judge decides, eh, yeah, he needs a mental health evaluation. Well, to that I say this then. How about now, every time that a police officer has to use deadly force in the line of duty, then we say, you know what, Your Honor, before I even go to trial, since everybody wants to hang him high, if it's a police officer having to use deadly force and kill someone by a handgun, now, since... 
you want me to go on trial, your honor. Before I do that, I need to have a mental health evaluation. And if I can get a shrink to say, oh, yeah, I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs, then I can walk on these charges, your honor. Why is it good for the suspect, but it's not good for police officers? And why would this judge do this? So now you can set a precedent because believe me, as much as law abiding citizens watch news and follow stories like this, guess what? Bad guys follow stories like this too. So now what are we going to set a precedence to say, oh, I just killed a police officer. I know I will request a mental health evaluation so that I possibly could get away with what I did. And if you're from a certain demographic, you can say, oh, well, based on what I've seen in my community uh, for the last 30 or 40 years, your honor, or I'm sorry, doctor, that I have PTSD and I fear for my life anytime I see a police officer and, and boom, guess what? This person's walking free. Is that what we want? Really? Is that what we want to be able to say? Yeah, sure. No problem. Just get a mental health evaluation. And, you know, if we say you, you can't stand trial because of your mental capacity, we'll put you in a little home. We'll give you a sugar pill for a few years and you'll walk free. <laughs> really? No, no, I don't think so. So anyway, this guy, the shooter that shot Officer Singh is due back in court on February 7th uh, when a court appointed doctor will provide a report of his mental health. So we have an entire month really to sit and wait to find out if Gustavo Perez is going to walk based on his mental health or if he's going to trial. So imagine this in this entire month because it's January 8th. That's February 7th. And my math is right. That's a month away. Imagine the anguish that his wife, his widow, is going to have to go through for that entire month. And imagine that five-month-old who won't see his dad anymore, who really, think about it, won't even remember his dad because he's five months old, not five years old. But right now, at five months old, he realizes, hey, the guy that I say dad-dad to is not here. He probably can't comprehend the feeling of, oh, I miss Dada, but he knows something is not there. So February 7th, this guy's due back in court with the court appointed doctor who will provide this report. Now, I hope, I really hope whoever this doctor is that they come back and say he is competent to stand trial he knew exactly what he was doing. And again, take all of the factors in. You shoot the police officer. You go on the run. You hide. And then you plan your escape to Mexico. That is not the sign of a person. That is not the sign of a person. In my opinion, and I'm no shrink, I'm no mental health expert at all, but I am kind of a bad guy expert. That's not the, the, the signs of someone that has mental health. That's the signs of someone, quite simply, who did not want to go to jail. 
It had nothing to do with him being deported, even though you have some sets that say, oh, yeah, he was an illegal immigrant. He was worried about being deported. It had nothing to do with that because ICE has already said, hey, this guy wasn't even on our radar. It had everything to do with the fact that he did not want to go to jail. And I've shared a few stories on this show of the times I've been in some brawls. I mean, all out brawls from people that didn't want to go back to jail. I've had people have a gun in their lap, point it towards the driver's seat, waiting for me to approach the car to shoot and kill me. Not to just be like, hey, man, I got a gun. Isn't it pretty to shoot and kill me because they didn't want to go to jail. Luckily, when I was working patrol at night and I put my spotlight on you and I would walk behind my car so I didn't silhouette myself so you couldn't see me coming and I would approach from the passenger side, I lost count of how many times I could have been Officer Singh because someone was sitting there looking in their driver's side mirror waiting for me to walk up so they can reach out that window and pull that trigger. Again, they weren't pulling the trigger. It wasn't, these weren't water guns. These were real guns. And I've arrested Mexican people that weren't here legally. Black people, white people, Asian people, you name it. And it all comes down to the same thing. It ain't immigration. It ain't about being deported. It's about, oh shit, I don't want to go to jail. And if I let this officer put me in these handcuffs, I'm going to jail. So I got to do whatever I can to avoid going to jail. So I really hope, I really, 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 really hope that this coin appointed doctor sees through this bullshit, excuse my French, about this mental health which again, I don't know why it was even ordered by this judge because it'd be different if this officer encountered this individual walking down the street butt naked and claiming he's Jesus and then he killed the police officer. Yeah, then you can question his mental health. But a routine traffic stop, remember those three words that leads to the officer getting killed? And I don't even know if the guy got the gun legally or illegally. I'm guessing illegal. I don't know. I don't care. But he was in full awareness of what he was doing. This wasn't somebody going around streaming, butt naked, high on PCP, high on crack cocaine, high on heroin, high on meth. That was just going around acting erratic where you could actually question their mental health. This was a guy who got stopped, he knew the gig was up, he knew the officer suspected he was DUI, which is what we now know based on the investigation, and he knew if that officer reached out to touch him, and I mean put those handcuffs on him, those bracelets, as we call it, he'd be going to jail. That's all this had to do with. So I will be following this trial when it goes to trial, very closely. Uh, I'm sure all the, the the major outlets will be following it, too, because, you know, it fits that narrative of what's going on in the news and, you know, this immigration sanctuary city, sanctuary state stuff. It fits all of that. But at the end of the day, yeah, we can have that argument. But again, as far as I'm concerned, it was a brother in blue that was killed in the line of duty. 
out protecting and serving. And when I say protecting and serving, if he pulled him over because he thought he was uh, driving under the influence, then he was protecting a family where this individual could have gone out, smashed into their car, killed the entire family, and he would have walked away uh, unharmed. I've seen that I don't know how many times where you're working a DUI crash and the person that did the hitting is injury-free and then someone is seriously injured are dead. And the person that usually is intoxicated and does the damage, the accident, the reason that they're they usually walk away scot-free is when you're drunk and your reflexes are slow, you're so relaxed that you don't tense up when an accident happens. Your body just goes with the flow. But when you see it coming, guess what we do? We tense up. And when we lock our body up, when we get that impact, our body takes all of that impact. So this officer, Officer Singh, was out protecting and serving when this guy was out driving drunk just after the holiday. And he ended up paying for it with his life. But that's what we do as police officers. The bravest men and women in the country, but yet we always seem to be the bad guy. Hmm. Imagine that. Well, we're almost out of time. I got to get ready to get out of here because I have to go to dinner. Because again, Thursday is my birthday and I'm up here in New York City. So while in New York, do what New Yorkers do. So I got to head over to Rosie's on 50th Street. I'm going to have dinner and some drinks. Uh, I appreciate you being here with me uh, for this episode, the second episode of Beyond the Batch 2019. Again, we're already off to a bad start for police officers. Officer Joseph Shiners was shot and killed uh, on January the 5th. And in honor of him, and it's only fitting uh, that he be featured in my 10-7 segment tonight, police officer Joseph Shiners uh Provo Police Department, Utah, end of watch, Saturday, January 5th, 2019. Police officer Joseph Shiners was shot and killed while attempting to arrest a wanted fugitive at 10 p.m. Investigators had received information that the wanted subject was going to be in the area of a retail store at 50th at 50 West University Parkway. Members of the police department located the subject in the parking lot and attempted to take him into custody. During the arrest, the man opened fire, fatally wounding Officer Shiners. The subject was also wounded in the shootout. Officer Shiners was transported to the Utah Valley Hospital where he succumbed to his wounds shortly before midnight. Officer Shiners had served with the Provo Police Department for three years. He is survived by his wife and young son. First officer of 2019. Unfortunately, as we know, he will not be the last. I want to thank you for listening. I will see you next week right here. Same time, same place, 8 p.m. Radioinfluence.com. Good night. To continue the conversation, get updates on the show, and to find out when you can see him on television, follow Vincent on Twitter at Vincent Hill TV. That's at Vincent Hill TV. This has been Beyond the Badge on Radio Influence. This is a sitting ringside with David Penzer. Quick Fix on Radio Influence.
I come to you with a heavy heart. Uh, one of uh, the greatest, funnest people that I've ever known in my life, who I got to call a friend, uh, has passed recently. As you all know, Mean Gene Oakland passed. Yeah, even the little things. Um, I at one point I we were down in South Florida doing Monday Night Show, and I brought my family backstage. Uh, didn't take them in the dressing room, but I took them around, and my father and my mother and my brother and my wife and two young kids at the time. And uh, I introduced my dad to Gene. Gene legitimately wanted you know most people don't want to talk to your dad uh, you know i didn't want him to talk to my dad i just wanted him to say hello uh but he said so you know what do you do and my dad was is a psychologist uh, he's retired now and gene was really fascinated with that and they sat and talked for about 20 minutes uh about you know his, my dad's life and gene's life and work me and and every time from that day every time after wcw i would see gene he would always ask hey how's your dad tell him i said hello seriously always ask there's never one time that he didn't ask and you know he met my father one time he thought he was an interesting guy uh and my dad it always stuck with my dad uh, the first thing i did when i heard is i texted my dad and uh and so that was just the kind of guy he was. He he was a giver, not a taker, and he was uh, he was hilarious and talented. And he called me the Lonsman. And for the longest time, I had no idea what that meant. But it's a a name for a Jewish gentleman, and that is my background. So he would pitch to me. He'd call me the Lonsman. So I just want to say, Mean Gene from the Lonsman, rest in peace. It was an honor to know you and you will be very very missed sitting ringside with david penzer can be found on apple podcast stitcher tune in radio google play and radioinfluence.com 